the Sydney Cricket Ground. What a shot under pressure. This is where gold, the best kind of gold. What a legend. What a champion. Ahoy hoy, hello there, g'day and welcome to the Maybe Daily, thanks for your patience guys. Ahoy hoy. Hey you know, that was what I was always told in my 10 months at the front counter of McDonald's. I once made the mistake of apologising, someone's burger took ages, and I made the mistake of apologising, saying sorry about the wait, and... Not only does that open you up for the classic, don't worry, you'll lose it if you're a big boned person, but my manager pulled me aside and said, never say sorry. And I was like, okay, that's a good bit of advice for life. He goes, wow. always just say thanks for waiting. Makes them feel better and makes you look less complicit. I believe he's now behind bars. <laughs> I was going to say Fear Guru, the hungry Jacks manager. Yeah, the Macca's manager Fear that Guru. I had, who was like 40 out of 24 hour Macca's. Mate, you want some advice? Yeah. <laughs> Just not from you. Yes, McSensei. <laughs> I like how you and I are like, we'll probably get through this one a bit quicker this week. Cheers. I've said hello and we've already started talking shit. Uh, how are you, Mace? You good? I'm good, mate. Good, 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 good. Sensational. <laughs> We're sponsored, as always, by mintsports.com.au. God, they're good people. Well, the best. We're also sponsored by Cheech and Chong's anti-doping agency. What would that be? CCRDA. <laughs> I don't know. Chichada? No, it's called Sonia Dada. Oh, Sonia Dada. Sonia Dada. Yeah, so head on down to Cheech and Chong's anti-doping agency for all your anti-doping agency needs. Let us pray, Mace. <laughs> Let's pray. Let us pray that Sporting Integrity Australia has a good hard look at themselves and officially undo their besmirching of the great Peter Bowl. Let us pray that Ben Simmons fixes his pesky back issues and his pesky mental oh. issues and his pesky jump shot issues, and just sidles up between Paddy and Joe at the next Boomer's Barbie. And let us pray that some wealthy white dude wins the US Masters Golf this week, because it is about time. In the name of... Peter Bowl. Peter Bowl. Peter Bowl. And... Peter Bowl. A pen. Prando. Peter Bowl, baby. A week's a long time in life, mate. It's eternity in sport. How's your week been? Saw a photo of myself as a teenager the other day and had a lot of disappointment come over me. A lot. Let me tell you why. No, I know I why. It was early 2000. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can join the dots on the disappointment. I need to get this off my chest because it's been, well, it's been in my chest and in my mind for a few days now. I had a rat tail in the photo. A oh, rat tail. yes. We're yeah. posting this on our socials for sure. <laughs> Maybe underscore underscore daily, the ratty. Do you remember the haircut? Yeah, yeah. I was wearing a No Fear beret oh. with the rat tail. <laughs> beret? A beret. Platted. Oakley's Samuel L. Jackson. A beret? <laughs> what are you talking about, mate? <laughs> You're auditioning for White Jackie Brown. What are you doing? Oak Jack City. <laughs> starring in Oakley Jackson. <laughs> In broad. I know the crack you were selling, mate. Hook those pants up. Oh, my God. Yeah, no fear. It was like a cream no fear beret. 
No fear was big. And then I had a shaved head with a rat tail <laughs> and a blonde peroxided fringe. We haven't even got to like yeah your, to your neck yet. We haven't even gone below your head. I need to know everything. Tell me it was a full body shot. He's wearing a FUBU light blue FUBU t shirt. Baggy ass. Baggy ass. Baggy ass. Yeah, swimming in it. Swimming, swimming in it. Size washing machine. Have you got the size tarp in stock? Yeah, have you got size Kelvinator? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for a fridge freezer shirt to complement the rat's tail and the beret. Sure, buddy. So I was wearing yellow Wu-Tang pants that were like that nice. material where you light a match near it and it melts instantly. Yep. Like just gets a sense of heat near it. It's like balloon. It's like balloon material. Balloon material. Balloon material. <laughs> like latex pants? Yeah. Like what are you, balloon material? Fucker, no. Comfort first. Fair wanking uniform. Into Shacknosis Reeboks. <laughs> what? <laughs> and just looked at the photo and thought, wow, didn't it drop off from there? Voted most likely to never get a root. <laughs> I reckon that sounds pretty mint, to be honest with you. I am the host of Funky Type, the most important TV fashion show in any German-speaking country. Apart from Germany. What were you wearing back in the uh, early 2000s? So you know what? The, the embarrassing stuff is always like, oh my God, what was I thinking? But you're supposed to do that. Mine's way more embarrassing because right. I was probably wearing exactly what? what I'm wearing now. Jeans and sporting apparel. <laughs> I was probably wearing like a 90s sporting jersey thinking I was mint and I looked like a drip. I would have been barefoot and I would have been wearing either boardies or a pair of jeans. I literally would be wearing what I'm wearing now. Were you barefoot back then at 16? We're already doing the barefoot. Not, no shoes? You don't grow into being a vagrant. You're, a, you're born a hobo. I come from a long line of hobos. Don't denigrate. We have a pool and a pint. A pint would be good for you. But in the photo, I think like, I look like I think I'm cool as fuck. Of course you do. Like, I'm just, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Like looking at the photo, like whatever. It is brutal. And you, I- need to look, you need to get like an episode of Sliders or an episode of like Quantum Leap where yeah. old mate comes back in time and just pulls your head in and goes, mate, I'm here to change one course of events in history and it's you with the FUBU. No more balloon shorts. They're not popping off. I like that idea of the TV show, just going back in time and telling people, don't do this, don't do it. That's brilliant. <laughs> I've got a bit of a surprise for you, mate. Hit me. You're having a second child. No, I've got a surprise. <laughs> As we went to the great burning ceremony last week, mm. and it was Exo Man was floating through the spirits of Billy's diary in the air, I noticed towards the back there was one more entry, Mace. <gasps> However, if you can see closely there, Whoa. the scrawling's a little different. The calligraphy's off kilter. It's a little winged ding. Scrawlings of a Like gobbledygook.com. And you know what it is? It's not Billy's diary entry at all. Oh, my God. He's passed the baton. And this is our one and only edition of Sonny's Diary. Oh, my God. Jingle, please. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 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 you heard it here first. It's Sonny's insertion into the last page of Billy's 
It's from the 5th of January, 89. So I would have been six. It looks like something the Riddler wrote, like with different letters from a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> like a ransom. Yeah, it's a, it is like a ransom note. <laughs> if you got this ransom note, you just go, kill him. Just kill him. <laughs> it's not worth it. This is your ransom. This is as close as you'll ever get to it. You want to hear what my six-year-old self said for one day and then decided to pack it in? Oh, six. Here we go. Fifth of the first, 89. Yesterday, we went to mini golf. And I got a hole in one, but my brother got two, and Billy won bigger. It continues. <laughs> what? <laughs> La- last night, we went to a campfire, and I got my face painted, and it was EXO, man. What? <laughs> it's a real thing. It's, it's a real, real thing. thing. It's EXO, man. It's a real thing. It's EXO, oh, man. I probably buried it. The You, you know when, like... You've got something cool at school and then like the loser group start mm. saying it and you're like, yeah, that's not cool anymore. We can't do it. I yes. reckon EXO yes. Man died when I started using it. Wow. It's like a bad superhero. EXO Man. EXO Man. <laughs> What's his superpower? <laughs> Shit diary entries. He can put people to sleep with his literary works. EXO Man. <laughs> Excerpt Man. So anyway... That was Sonny's diary, eh? Yeah, wow, wow. I think he's taught you how to put you, do an entry as well. Except that I don't say how boring everyone was. You heard it here first. It's Sonny's insertion into the last page of Billy's Diary. Just want to quickly take this opportunity. We're going to fly through lots of the week's sporting events, and there were heaps. We're not going to unpack one major one because we've got a bit of an Easter egg coming your way out there, listeners, maybe Dalians. This weekend, we've got a special guest, Crumpet Boy himself, coming on to talk all things Formula One. (laughs) So we're not. Crumpet Boy. (laughs) Oh, he's Crumpet Boy. (laughs) You worry a pretty little bit about that. Johnny Crumpet Boy loves his F1. He's going to enlighten us on everything. He's just returned from Albert Park back yes. to Sydney. So we're going to let him get yes. settled in and then we're going to have a chat to him later in the week. So look forward to that. Ooh, but until then, yeah. should we get into some sporting headlines? Let's do it. Let's do it. Come on. I need your clothes, your boots and your motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you can take me clothes, but there's one thing you're really missing out on. It's Sunny Sports Headlines. Mace, throwing a bit of an audible here. Yeah. Huge, huge Paralympic sports breaking story earlier tonight. This is late on a Monday night. So I don't really know how to describe this, but basically, due to a Four Corners investigation, by the way, Four Corners, <laughs> really, really, really good investigative journalism, right? Right, right. But if, if you ever get a phone call and you're like, yeah, g'day, who's this? Oh, yeah, hey, I'm just a producer with Four Corners. Just want to ask you a few questions. Yeah, no, thanks. Hang the fucking phone up. You are cooked. You are gone. It's like, I didn't realise I was underpaying all of my employees. They're super. It's like, you're always a crook. Always gone. Yeah, I'll talk to you guys. What do you want to know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it someone from my past? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it up. They sure, them so well, yeah. It's like, oh, do you remember um, so-and-so at the high school dance? Oh, vaguely. Yeah, yeah. She says you assaulted her and her friends. Okay, I'm going to need to get a lawyer. I thought we were just having a chat. So, yeah, don't answer the phone if it's Four Corners. So, Four Corners have done this investigation. Apparently, this is huge for Paralympic sport in general. This is an international issue. So, effectively, 
this all comes down to the Paralympic athletes deliberately exaggerating their impairments or faking their disabilities even in order to get a greater classification. So basically the classifications in Paralympic sports are vital. Without them, it's chaos. You know, there's no even playing field. It'd be like a hundred kilo person wrestling in the 50 kilo division. Yeah. So basically if I have an intellectual disability, I'm not going to be swimming up against the same person who's got no limbs. You know, it's got to be in your own classification. What they've found is that people have been manipulating the system massively by effectively faking or exaggerating their impairments. I'll give you a couple of examples. There's an Aussie bloke by the name of Stuart Jones, right? Stuart Jones competed in the trike division, which is the tricycle, basically, division of the paracycling. Mm. So three wheels because physically it's impossible for him in his classification to balance on two because of his physical impairments. However, in his spare time... For the last few years, he's been cycling on two wheels at his local his local <laughs> cycling club, competing really hard, and then going, fuck, you know what? I'd smash the trike event at the Paris. Yeah, I'm going to go hop off and do that. And no one stopped him. So this really? is the bigger issue about this is that like everyone kind of knows about it. Mm. And they've just gone, nah, too hard basket, fuck it, I'd rather win medals. So this is huge from the top. But the one case that fascinated me the most, mate, this is like... It really sucks that this is an Aussie, but there's a, an athlete by the name of Amanda Reed. Okay, I'll give you a little bit Reedy. of a background on Amanda Reed. Reedy, Reed did the deed. She, when she was ten years old, won the national title for speed skating. Now, speed skating is a non Paralympic sport. Yeah, because you need a hell of a lot of coordination and and all of your cool. faculties, right? So, so there's no different classifications. So she started as an able-bodied athlete. Then in her teens, for whatever reason, she switched from able-bodied speed skating to para-sport, where she went to the London Paralympics in the swimming division with an intellectual disability, all right? So she's like, 2012, rocked up on the pool deck and said, guys, between the ears, not too flash, physically, tickety-boo, let's have a crack. Not her exact words, (laughs) kind of paraphrasing. (laughs) Sorry, what did you say? We don't speak that. I think that's what proved it. They heard that exact sentence and went, yeah, something's not right. You can compete. So anyway, she has a dip in the pool. Two years later, she rocks up to compete poolside. Everyone's like, "Mm, what's different about you? Oh, it's the white cane and the sunnies. She's now got a cane and she rocks up and says, you know what, guys? I'm actually vision impaired. So I'm going to swim in the vision impaired department. Everyone went, "Mm, okay, sure. Who's to say you're not? Well, people, people would not want to. People would, wouldn't have the, the gall to... Mate, who's going to say anything unless you can prove it? I'd think she was a pimp if she walked in with a walking stick and glasses. Oh, if, she had, if she had a beret on, maybe. <laughs> so she goes from speed skating able-bodied, Paralympic swimming intellectual disability... Then all of a sudden she's blind. A few months after that, <laughs> you know what, guys? It's not the noggin. It's not the peepers. I've actually got cerebral palsy. No. It's really bad. It's physical. Not. Yeah. No one's ever witnessed her suffer any physical disability. Her ex-coach at the time wrote a letter saying, hey, something's got to be called out here. This is bullshit. I've yes. co- I coached her when she was supposedly vision impaired, and now she's got cerebral palsy. She then switches from swimming to paracycling. And she can compete in her classification in the second most severe disability, 
So up against people with some severe disabilities in the cerebral palsy division. She competed in the last Paralympics in Tokyo, bringing home gold for Australia in the paracycling under the cerebral palsy. God. God. Watch this space, man. Watch this space. It is full on. God. That is just I thought wild. we were over this with the Spanish team back in the day. Remember the Spanish basketball team oh we spoke about where God. 10 of the 12 didn't have intellectual disabilities? That's awful. Can you get in for being like an alcoholic? Or could you just get straight into something? Like the Vagrant Olympics? <laughs> it's like, okay, this is the classification for people who've never held down a job more than six months. Sonny Munn's going to compete. Where is he? Oh, no, he actually started this five months ago and he thought it was too much of a commitment. I'm in the dud root section here. I'm a chance. No, you've got a job, mate. You're a pimp. You've got a cane and glasses. Sorry, mate. You can't actually compete. Hey, man. Take out my money over here. You want to fuck me? You're going to fuck me. You're going to fuck her. You give her the money. Old mate Jonesy. Jonesy, yeah. His ex-missus has ratted him out because they had an acrimonious split and she would say that they'd be out at competitions and he'd just start limping and she goes, oh, no, you're all right? And he goes, yeah, a few paras around, so I just got to make it look like I'm worse than him. And in the shocking bloke department, we have a field of one. Sleep well, Jonesy. (laughs) I'm on no sleep. No sleep. Speaking of huge stories, mate, athletics time and it's redemption. For Peter Bowl. Bowl, bowl, bowl. Or is it? Oh. Bowl, bowl. Spag bowl is no longer cooked. The Sports <laughs> Integrity Australia are a disgrace. They hide behind their government status to muzzle themselves. They basically oh. go, look, we're a government agency, so we can't actually comment. But they've treated Peter Bowl abhorrently. It's an injustice, a travesty, whatever you want to call it. There is an opprobrium connected to them that is a deep, deep stain. And there needs to be a fucking Senate inquiry. And it can oh. never happen again, honestly. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be, someone's got to be accountable for this. Sports Integrity Australia have come out a while ago. You know, we covered this story. They puffed their chest out and thought they'd lure a big fish. They were wrong. He was innocent. And at a time where athletics is crying out for positive stories, Peter Bowl was exactly that. And now they've basically got their collective tail betwixt legs and refused to drop the investigation Disgusting. into him. Disgusting. They said they'd interview Bowl sometime in March. And he got interviewed by a journal on the last day of March going, yeah, they've just never said anything. Mm. Since then, he's returned multiple independent tests, exonerating him from any wrongdoing at all. And still, Sports Integrity Australia are yet to reach out to him to try and clear his name or to get any info. It's April. The silence is booming. It's a fucking disgrace. It really actually angers me. Who are these buffoons? Well, they're a government agency. They get funded for the right reasons of like, guys, you're in charge. Make sure no one's cheating. And then they get this murky result that they're supposed to keep dark. And they came out and go, fuck, we're going to look good if we get a big fish here. And they fucked it completely. They remind me of the guys who ran the Chernobyl plant. Just absolute <coughs> decision-making idiots. What is the soup du jour? It's the soup of the day. Mm, that sounds good. I'll have that. The groundswell of support in this country for that bloke should be massive. I hope he gets all the credit massive. he deserves. Because it's a dark stain to get out when you claim to be a doper. There's a silver lining in the story now. He's innocent, and now he's going to go to Paris. And it's the story, Sonny, as you always say in sport. It's the story. It'll be interesting to see if it motivates him or if it does. Well, it could have broken him, for sure. But I think he wants to just put it behind him because he's actually not going for compensation. Peter Bowles come out and said, nah, don't worry about it. I just want them to get on with it. Get on with it and make sure it never happens again because it can ruin careers. Oh, Peter, I'm with you, Pete. Good luck, Spag. I'm with you too. Bring home, Spag. 
Listen here, homie, and all you cheating sports stars. Me and Chong have finally found our calling, man. And it only took 900 trips to get there, man, yeah. We have started the real anti-doping agency where we weed out all the cheaters, man. There's no one better than the two of us to know who's smoking and joking, flying and flying, winning and spinning those stories to get one over all the real sports stars, man, yeah. We'll make all the wrong test results right. Or the right test results wrong. Oh, man, I can't remember what's right and wrong, man. Yeah. We'll put each of the stars to the test with our high, mighty process, which involves a teepee, dark side of the moon, and a lot of enhancers to keep us interrogating all night long, homie. Cheech and Chong's anti-doping agency, man. Don't shroom anything. We are the real deal. What do you say, Cheech? Homie? Yeah, that's right, homie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still on athletics, mate. Yeah. And Rowan, the mulleted one, Browning, wins 100 metres Aussie title in a blistering 10.02 seconds. Browntown has now run the fastest time by an Aussie on Aussie soil. So the countdown to Paris athletics is well and truly on. Where are the undies? these boys it's just the flopping chopping wiggling around while they're speeding down the line Shervo really ruined it for everyone didn't he thought there might be a bit of spinal tap about Shervo where he, the cucumber in alfoil might fall out in the last furlong. <laughs> he won by a short half head a few times, that's for sure. I like Browntown. I reckon he's got a chance at Paris. Browntown's coming along. Yeah, who knows, mate? We might get a few Bradbury's in, in those finals and hope for the best. To football now, the round ball game, the beautiful game, the world game, and the Socceroos go down 2-1 in their second friendly to Ecuador. Coach Arnie, post-game, somehow turning the loss into a success by stating the squad had been treating the two games as a single series, declaring post-game, we won the series 4-3. It's a unique tactic, Arnie. Could have shared that <laughs> format genius. with the rest of the world. <laughs> I'm going to do that for everything now. So we won 3-1, uh, we lost 2-1. Sick, we won 4-3. Is that how it works? <laughs> how good was that? You said a post-game on the ground and the journo's like, um... 
Okay. The scoreboard best. says 2-1 to them. That's no, no, 4-3 the to us. Didn't you know this is just the second half? I love it. That is incredible. He's a genius, Arnie. He's a genius. Six months ago, we're like, this moron with bad breath needs to be sacked. And now we're like, I can't believe we won that series against Ecuador. How good's that? That's brilliant. We set a challenge to the boys at the, at the start of the camp of winning the series. So, me being positive, we won the series. Four goals, we scored, they scored three. Still on football, and the EPL title race and relegation oh. battle is really heating up. We might have to have a full episode on oh, this at yeah, some point, sure. mate, because Arsenal and Great City idea. keep winning, and managers just keep getting the chop. Oh. Conte got the Coke and Sars. He's replaced by another Italian. <laughs> Brendan Rogers, not in charge of Harry Susu-Sutar at Leicester anymore. And Graham Potterston as oh. Chelsea boss, ended after just six months. That's a real sad one. Yeah, I know you were going to say that, but like, come on. It's Chelsea. They're all getting sizable payouts. Yeah, they're all going to be in charge true. somewhere else before true, you know true. it. They'll be fine. They'll Chelsea, you just, they're so, they're, they're great. Bottom half now, 11th on the table. <laughs> the, implosion the implosion is gorgeous. Is Soak it in. Mm, drink it in. It always goes down smooth. Sydney FC women go back to back to wow. back with their minor premierships, three on the trot, which is pretty impressive. Oh. But for me, Mace, the big football news this week was a potential rule change coming to effect mid next year where goalkeepers can no longer unfairly distract, inverted commas, unfairly distract penalty takers. And you and I are against God. this. That is just a devastating loss to the game. It's the famous Red move. Red Mane, the, the Great Wiggle. What about Bruce Grobelar? Jersey, oh, Jersey Dudek? Jersey, Dudek don't back get in me the day? started on the Dudek. The Polish hero. Well, even the World Cup final, Emmy Martinez. Yeah. So the law change, yeah. the defending goalkeeper must remain on the goal line, facing the kicker, between the goalposts, without touching the goalpost, crossbar or goal net until the ball's kicked. So you can't even touch the bar. Why don't they just get rid of the goalkeeper? Just get rid of it. Get rid of him. Just let him shoot at it. Just to get rid of it. It's the hologram. What's his name in Quantum Leap? The hologram. Squiggy. <laughs> come back in time to let this in. Just no one. We'll just have no goalkeepers, guys. Fucking bullshit. Badger would still miss. How's the next part of it? The goalkeeper must not behave in a way that unfairly distracts the kicker. E.g., delay the taking of the kick or touch the goalposts or crossbar. You can't touch the crossbar above your head. Doing. Before he what? takes a penalty. But these blokes can go, like, walk through molasses in their run-up and do little pamenkas oh. and, like... Yeah, exactly. Can, can we make it any easier? Yeah, Bruno does his gallop. I reckon someone's in Harry Kane's team's ordered this It's in. a shame for the game. Yeah. I think they should have gone the opposite way, where you need... You, you have to distract or put two keepers in. <laughs> I've always wanted to see how they'd go with two keepers. How many head clashes would you have? Oh, I thought I was diving Wasn't in the middle. was the keeper with two brooms? On each hand, in each hand, so he gets that extra length, Brooms. extra length on each side. The two brooms. You reckon just... Ronaldo lashes one from twelve <laughs> yards, and the the twine of a broomstick's gonna Broom stop. Broom save! You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> Schwarzer, sweeping save. Disturbing, disturbing, disturbing goal. development in football. Oh, big great save. save again by it's Schwarzer! Huge save! Wonderful save! It's as big as we've ever seen in Australia. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it is. It's as big as we've ever seen under pressure. It's the sort of heart that you need to make World Cups. Mark Schwarzer, you are a champion. Speaking of disturbing developments, Greg Norman. <laughs> he will not be attending the Masters this week, although he did come out and say that if a live player wins, he can guarantee the other 17 live players who are in the Masters will be waiting for them at the 18th hole. 
which is going to wow. be a weird scene. Super creepy. <laughs> Isn't it? Okay. Good to know the cult's in full effect. <laughs> Holy dooly. So a lot of things to talk about there. There's Live vs. PGA. There's Aussies in the mix. There's Tiger Watch. Over at Mid Sports, oh, yeah. there's going to be a lot of Masters coverage this week. So stay tuned. Love We're going to have a few Love podcasts it. about that. What are your mm. thoughts on the Masters, actually? I know you're not a big golf man. Uh, it does interest me. It definitely does. I actually think you, of all people, would find the Masters in particular, just these yeah. four days, yeah. very therapeutic, very anxiety-reducing. Yeah, okay. The old man used to get gorgeous. up every morning and sit there in his undies every morning and I'd yeah. wake up and he'd been up since 4 a.m. watching yeah. it, just out there, just loving every minute of it. But yeah, I think it's yeah, very therapeutic, but geez, they can be boring sometimes when they come on like a, a San Diego pro-am mm. tour. Fuck me dead. Rather eat steel wool. All night. The US Masters, at least, it's this serene, the greens look nice, like it is actually like nice shades of green, the music's ethereal, it's kind of, um, I fizz it, I dig it. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? To baseball, and the Major League Baseball kicks off with the opening game day of 2023. Which means we are now just a paltry 161 more game days away until the playoffs commence in September. I don't even know there are 161 days between now and September. It is such a long season. What are they doing? Get rid of the belts and halve the comp. Unbelievable. (laughs) Have you seen the ads for the baseball on ESPN? It's all glitz and glamour and dancing and thrills and hijinks, and they only ever show like a nanosecond of a clip of a player, and you're like, God, this game looks like so much fun. And you tune in, and it's just nine hours of sweaty dudes Boring chewing tobacco, <laughs> repeatedly fondling their junk. It's a pastime. It is a pastime. I reckon I would get into it massively if I was in the oh, States. you would be for sure. But Have you been oh, to a game? I went to a Yankees game. Yeah. I lasted about four innings. Who you left? I've had enough. Yeah, I'm so bored. Fuck. So bored. Have you been? Yeah, I went in Canada and they asked me to put a top on. I was tops off because the sun was out. And the chicks come up and go and put a top on. I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. And she said, yeah, we've got a no nipple policy. (laughs) It's like, hang on. She's having fun with that. I was about to put the shirt on. I was like, nah, I'm not doing this. I'm like, all right, sweet. I'm just going to wear my mate's bra. She's going to give it to me. Just cover the nipples up with a couple of bits of tape. What are you talking about? No, nipples. She could have just said, no, just put your shirt on, man. No, I had a good time, but I was just, yeah, on the cans eating hot dogs and getting told to cover my nipples. It wasn't really a sporting event. Just a regular Tuesday, Arvo. It is not me that has been exposed, but you, for I have seen the nipple on your soul. To basketball and Aussie Georgia Amor. That's Amore has created history by setting the all-time NCAA women's tournament record for the most three-pointers. She scored 23 of them. Her Virginia Tech went down in the final four. Not in a game, in a tournament, but still pretty impressive. Splash town. Oh, try not to get wet. Yeah. Oh, stop. Water's it. fine. That's Splash brilliant. on in. <laughs> they went down to Louisiana State, also known as the Lady Tigers. Fair nickname. Ooh, I like that. Isn't that a tigress? Like Isn't is it? Is a lady tiger a tigress? La Tigra. La Tigra. That's the Spanish Lady Tigers. What's a liger? It's pretty much my favourite animal. It's like a lion and a tiger mixed. The NBA. And we've nearly finished moving through the gooch of the season, that awkward nothingness that's neither here nor there, somewhat titillating, however. Post-All-Star weekend pre-playoffs, it's a real dead spot. Hurry up already, NBA. 
always thought the Gooch was a place where mm. they sewed... I had a vagina originally, and they sewed it up, and that's like the sewing of the... Excuse me? <laughs> okay. When I was young, with when I was uh, wearing berets. Um, so I always think that was... <laughs> I know I say this a lot incredulously, but what the fuck are you talking about? You always thought the gooch was where they sewed up your vagina. I think I felt it. And I was like, that feels like a sewn up. Uh-huh. This is, uh, I know exactly what trans people go through. Okay, that's our clip for the week. We're just going to chop that up and I'm sure it won't cause any offence. <laughs> In case you didn't know what the gooch is, the gooch is the spa between your balls and butthole. So run me through this. <laughs> Until what age did you think that you so it used feels, to... It feels like a it feels like a scar. So what they sewed it up and then implanted a penis. gonads and a cock. Did you think that bit through? A little one, by the way, which I've always disappointed in. Yeah. A little yeah, one, yeah. a real you, small one. You've just got big hands. <laughs> Don't get talk oh, to I me. Know, you flabbergasted I, I, I am absolutely Don't stunned. I'm trying I to work out what you're it. doing. Yeah. I felt it. Hang on, I'm gonna feel mine now. It feel, yeah, feel yours. It feels like a scar. Yeah, it's like a thin line. <laughs> and I was, it was like a thin line. I was like, maybe something was there before. But I never thought, oh, that that's scar tissue from my fajuts. What are you talking scar about? Scar tissue that I didn't see. <laughs> scar tissue from an old fajut. <laughs> Born a chicken, now I'm not. I don't think so. Scar tissue that I wish you saw. Side captain, Mr. Know It. That's what he was going on about, Ketis. Yeah, new cock chili peppers. It's in Scar Tissue, the book. You wouldn't oh, believe yeah. it. <laughs> that book, by the way, the Anthony Ketis book, one of the most oh. frustrating reads of oh. all time. It should be called Why I Love Smack. He's like, yeah, no, we were number one, so I celebrated by having heroin. Or like, no, I lost my girlfriend, so I <laughs> commiserated by having heroin. I'm like, every two pages, you're like, stop going back to it. Stop. And then the other thing I took out of that, so I've just had a haircut for the first time in three years, and my hair didn't go past my shoulders. This prick, every photo in there, it's like mohawk, long hair, shaved head. And you look at the caption, and they're like a month apart. What's going- What the fuck is this Apache follicle powers? He used to put eggs in yeah, them. He's got one of those blokes who said to you last week, if I could, oh, let me know if I cut it too short. He's got the magical yeah. hairdresser. Jesus. Yeah, tough read. Tough read, Scar Tissue. I didn't realise that it was all about his gooch. Gooch. <laughs> I found my gooch one night and oh. thought it was a scar, so I got back on the heroin. Have you been on heroin? When? During the last year. During the last year, I am sad to say that I have used this uh, this narcotic substance, which you previously mentioned in this interview, yes. You can relate really well to all trans people. <laughs> Let's get onto that in latest bogeyman news. This bloke almost needs oh. his own theme song with us, because every week he delivers oh, yeah. some putrid analysis. Leave it with me. <laughs> ah! Bogeyman! You nailed the window shut! I'll get the gun! I don't want to alarm you, but there may be a boogeyman or boogeyman in the house. He's now in an online feud. They seem all the rage, online feuds. We need to get into a few Twitter spats, I reckon, mate. Yeah, we do. Let's pick a target. Let's pick a target every week. Maybe we'll go Mickelson or boogeyman this week. That's our aim, okay? From now on, let's get some traction online (laughs) via abuse. So, boogeyman... The great protector of women's rights and the sanctity of female oh, sport is now in a spat with Opal star Anneli Maley after she accused Bogut's followers on social media of threatening her with violence. 
Wow. And Ellie posted on Instagram, people that follow you showed up at my house. I received hundreds of physical threats. Wow. I decided not to have a conversation with you because after a few social media posts, I wasn't safe. So pretty scary stuff. Bogeyman, Julie responded, protector of all things women. He responded, hmm, hopefully you filed a police report, Anneli. Although I would suggest calling Ghostbusters as they would be better suited to find the people who came to your house, wow. in inverted commas. Good to know you're not trusting the victim. It's like Judge Judy or something. This is interesting. Dunk, dunk. <laughs> Baloney. <laughs> this is sport for me. It's my sport. Baloney. Could be time for all the hashtag girl dads to rally behind a female star getting threatened at her own home with physical violence. <laughs> Hashtag girl dads. So trendy until action is needed. So trendy. So trendy. On your bogey. On your bogey. On your bogey. Nuffy from the southeast. He then went on to say, hey, I know exactly how you feel. I feel the gooch scar that must have been a vagina every day of my life. Hashtag gooch scar. Woman with a penis uh, on their team or playing against a woman with a penis. That, that's how we word it these days. It's a woman uh, with a penis. To netball now. Yeah. New South Wales Swifts 34-year-old mum and goal shooter Romelda Aitken-George celebrates her 200th game against the Queensland Firebirds. Mm. 200 games is pretty inspirational stuff for all the aspiring girls out there. Mm. Or boys. <laughs> or boys. <laughs> it's been a while. It has. Her old team were the Queensland Firebirds, who she defeated. They yep. dropped her two seasons ago after she revealed her pregnancy. So last year they said, are you pregnant? See you later. Then she's now what? taking the Swifts to a 74-71 victory. Yeah. Well, they're also bringing in Danelle Wallen, the young superstar, that Indigenous player right. that won against yeah, yeah, England. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. there was sort of a changing of the guard, but it was okay. always a little bit like, oh, God. You know, she's won. I think she won three titles there, 197 games, and they went, ah, you're pregnant. Wow. Let's get a young gun in. But the decals weren't slippery. The lights remained on. So kudos, Super Nipple. Kudos. You want to have babies? Every man's right to have babies if he wants them. But you can't have babies. Don't you oppress me. I'm not oppressing you, Stan. You haven't got a womb. Where's the fetus going to gestate? You're going to keep it in a box? To surfing and Bell's Beach kicks off this week Ew. over Easter. You Swell dependent. And, mate, it's all about Owen Wright's swan song. Righty. This weekend just gone, I went to a surfing podcast down the coast at Torquay with Owen Wright and also my new hero on the panel, Mason Ho. He's an absolute Good name. Cartoon, cartoon character. Ho is a great name. Absolute <laughs> cartoon character. Most hilarious wide-eyed stoner who can tell wow. a story as anyone in the game. If he doesn't <laughs> already have his own show, Netflix have dropped the sex wax on this one. But Owen oh. Wright... <laughs> Going into it, because I'm not a major, major surf head, obviously. Couldn't surf the internet. Mm. I'm sitting there going, fuck, I just, I really hope they mention the Olympics. Yeah. I don't know if they will. It's all he spoke about. And the fervor and passion awesome. he spoke about, mate, was unfucking believable So, the I don't know if you so remember, good. but the surfing team named themselves the Irukandji, which is like an extremely venomous jellyfish. Oh. The name itself was gifted to them before they left by the indigenous peoples in North Queensland. So they're like, this is what we are. Sick. And, mate, you need to get to know Owen Wright's surfing coach, Beeb Derbidge. Beeb is dead set a madman. He is a <laughs> madman. Take your mind back to that Tokyo finals day. 
Yeah. Absolutely putrid conditions. It's a washing machine. It's no good. Mm. Coach Beeb goes, I'll, I'll paddle out there and have a look. He would go out normally and suss it out. Couldn't get out the back. Couldn't get out there. Paddled, got dumped. Paddled, got dumped. Came back in. And fucking Owen's got wide eyes thinking like, Jesus Christ, he couldn't get him to get out there. Yeah. This guy's an ex-pro yeah. surfer. He walked in and he looked up and he's like, just been battered from the surf. And he's got this massive grin on his face, the coach, and stared at Owen and goes, this is a day for fucking medals. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Owen Wright was staring at him like, are you serious? I couldn't even catch a wave out there. So then they go on and have the semi. That's I don't know if you remember amazing. this. Such a huge day. So they have the semis out there, yeah. and he loses his semi by 0.03. So it would have been a guaranteed medal. First time surfing's ever in the Olympics. And it's pretty depressing. Like, the semi is the one you want to win in any Olympic sport because you're guaranteed a medal, silver or gold. Because you could be that close and then lose the bronze medal and all of a sudden you've got nothing. So anyway, he just loses his semi, goes into the change rooms afterwards. He's pretty dejected. He walks in to see Brazilian Gabby Medina in his spot. And I don't know much about anything. Most surfers all love each other. But I do know Brazilians, genuine surf turds. They're real turds in the ocean. Always dropping in, always got attitudes, real chip on the shoulder. We don't like them, Mace. All right? Okay. We don't like them. Good, good, good. Yeah. So he walks in and he looks up and Gabby Medina, the Brazilian, is there with his coach. And they've all got like little quadrants in the change rooms. And Gabby's in his spot trying to psych him out, getting changed. And Owen's in his head thinking, was a bee's dick away from a guaranteed medal. So he's a bit frazzled and he sees him and he can't Mm. believe it. And he doesn't know what to do. So he walks up. As he starts approaching him, behind him, Supercoach Madman Beeb just starts going yes. absolutely ape shit, positive towards Owen, but staring at Gabby. So just staring at Gabby going, you're going to wrap him up in your tentacles. You're going to sting him. You're going to suffocate oh him. No God. one can touch you out there. This is yours. Oh. You'll destroy this bloke. And meanwhile, Owen's talking about this going, I'm getting bigger and bigger as he's saying it. And he's not moving, Gabby, because he's stunned. So Owen Wright walks up and gives him a hip and shoulder, bumps him out of his space oh. and stares him down and gets changed. Oh. While over his shoulder, you've got Madman just going... He doesn't stand a chance. You've got this. Like oh in his grill, God. the whole place going, what the fuck's going on? And then he goes to the crowd. All the crowd's on edge listening to this story. And Owen just goes, mate, I'd won it before I went into the water. Oh, like my Like he just God. knew he was in his head. This is incredible. You're a pit bull. You didn't hesitate and they didn't back you down an inch. And that is very rare in this world. Owen melted the metal down and made it into two rings. Because he reckons no one ever gives credit in individual sports to the coaches. He's like, there's no way that I would even have made that day if it weren't for my coach. So he melted the medal, put it into two rings, and gave one to Madman Bede. Oh, my God. They forever got the, the bronze medal on their hand. And then and afterwards, the they're talking about his retirement after brain surgery and all this sort of stuff. And he was just so relaxed and open. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to continue the search, keep surfing, spend time with my family. And knuckle medals with me, mate, for the rest of my life. So oh, that is just incredible. knuckle medals. Oh, that's the best. That's the so best. So good luck to Owen Wright, the big O at Bells in his swan song. I'll be down there. Get into that has it. Changed my mind. That is a sport, my friend. That is a sport. Love him. Absolutely love incredible. him. Good luck to him. Incredible. And keep your eye on Mason Ho. We will give you updates on that guy because he is. An absolute character. Big Mace Ho. Dude, you got the best barrels ever, dude. Just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. And you just drop in and just smack the lip. Whoop! 
drop down, snap, ah! and then after that, you just drop in, just ride the barrel and get pitted, so pitted like that. To rowing now, an Aussie women's pair, Rosie Arnold and Angela Lawrence, row for 61 consecutive days across the Atlantic Ocean. That's 5,000 kilometres. Rosie had wow. never rowed on the ocean, and Angela had never even rowed. That's insane. Incredible. I tried to row once hungover with Mel when I first moved to Sydney. Where? At a point Piper near there. Went rowing. My back, Sonny. Oh my my God, back. Why? I could I was like, people do this for a living. Just looking around. I just turned back to Mel and said, Rowing off. Rowing <laughs> off. And she's like, What do you mean? I go, off. So she went rowing by herself while I laid on the beach. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Rowing off. <laughs> Rowing off Is all of your verbiage and speech located in your spine? Me, back, no good Rowing off Okay The funny thing about my back is Is that it's located on my cock But you didn't even do it That sucks I got literally out there and went Nah, this isn't going to work I don't know what they're doing How, What's their back support? <laughs> I just couldn't believe it It looks oh, hard, mate. doesn't it? Well, what about these guys? So they slept about six hours a day And they'd do it in like half hour blocks basically they had a bucket they'd use as a toilet how's this bit they used emotion cards for all the times when they didn't feel like speaking they just hold up like you know smiley face or pissed off or whatever <laughs> that's yeah so that's how insane they were going i kind of wish that was a thing in real life though like you know the old like don't come into the dorm room if there's a tie on the handle or whatever it's like oh no he's wearing his hangover hat don't talk to him like you walk on cider in the office, it's like, nah, I'm putting the hangover hat on. All right, no worries. Little sirens on it. I am To Aussie rules now, AFL, and we broke this story. Ross Lyon and Chris Scott, centre bounce puts players and umpires at risk. Oracle. I guess wow. it, it is kind of weird that the best ump on the planet can't get a gig potentially because they can't bounce the footy well enough like it is a bit weird yeah that is strange that is really strange but pretty funny as well unbelievable at everything <laughs> just can't do the bounce sorry mate take up rowing <laughs> can't do it let me see you just bounce it with me just bounce with me just bounce it with me come on let me see you just slide the ovens and murray league where wangaratta have been stripped of their 2022 premiership the wang were found out for overpaying players Way to get caught, guys. Surely every team's doing this, you know, in country leagues. Surely. Every team. They're all mercenaries. Every, every team. Oh, yeah. Paying for people's dental bills yeah. and all that shit. It's all, it all happens. It happens. I paid for Boda's uh, dental bills. But Boda doesn't have any teeth. <laughs> uh, don't you worry about it. <laughs> Good turning circle on Boda. I think the Wang's tuck shop must have run out of brown paper bags <laughs> to conceal their payments. Are you, uh, you across the Daisy Pierce situation? She's no longer allowed in the sheds as a Channel 7 journo for a couple oh, of teams God. due to the fact she's on the coaching staff at Geelong. What are your thoughts here? She's the best commentator in the biz, so the I'd biz hate to see her go. But a part of me agrees with it. It's a weird one. Like, I can definitely understand it. You don't want someone... Why does she need to go in there? ...of her football intelligence gaining an edge for her club. But I can also see how this absolutely smacks of double standards like Hodge, Bartell and Richo are all connected to different clubs and they're in and there and exactly, Kane Corns yeah. isn't saying along with other fluffhead dead air specialists that they need to be sacked. Doesn't make any sense. It's, not a, it's a non-story. It's a non-story, Sonny. Yeah, there's a lot of easy options around this other than her having to quit her job. Absolutely. Weird. Step into my office. Why? Because you're fucking fired.
on the field now, the undefeated Saints, you heard me, the undefeated oh. Saints celebrate 150 <laughs> years and one premiership. They celebrated with collars on the Guernsey. I like that move. I liked them. I liked them. Luckily, we had the pop in the collar as well by Higgins after every goal. Rated it. You didn't like them? No, I loved them. I loved them. Yeah, loved them. You know yeah, what, though? I, I just them. said collars on the Guernsey. Mm. Sonny's Musings. Brain Dome Activity. I think the way you describe the upstairs department of the apparel of a sporting team is code-dependent. Guernsey is a Victorian thing. When you talk of footy jerseys, yes, AFL is Guernsey. Absolutely. No one ever says that in around the country elsewhere. I think no, football, right. as in soccer, top, sometimes people use that, and it's pretty much jersey across the board. Pretty shit musing. <laughs> juicing my balls on that musing, man. I was juicing your balls hard <laughs> on that musing. It was St Kilda's biggest home and away crowd against Essendon in their history. So former stars of the club were in attendance, including, of course, Eric Banner, and an emaciated-looking Plugger Lockett. <laughs> Did you see Plugger? What's going on with Pava Barley Sugar? <laughs> All right. It's trying to go audition for Castaway 2. He looked gaunt as, didn't he? Eat something. What's going on? He looked on? like he'd been sucking on a Dyson. It sucked all the air out of him. Fucking hell, reverse the flow, Plugger. What's the new nickname for him? He's not Plugger. He's Fuck gone down hell. the drain. He's removed the plug. It's no good. <laughs> Gurgler. The S-Ben. <laughs> the old S-Ben Gurgler. Gurgler. S-Ben to be now if he played because he'd kick <laughs> around the corner. Oh, he's the Gurgler with the classic S-Ben. That's uh, another one for the Gurgler. He's the Gurgler with the S-Ben snap. Oh, you don't want to snap one in the S-Ben when the Gurgler's around. Gurgler. I don't mind Gurgler. It's not bad. He looks like the mask from the Saw movies. <laughs> you, know that, like, <laughs> you know that like high cheekbone sort of thing? Like He looks like a cross between that and when Robocop removes the helmet. He looks like the mask. Jim Carrey mask. <laughs> yeah. Set of smoke and he just says gurgling. Mm, gurgling. Spoken. I think I've told you this before, but his days when they got him to Sydney, they finally got him down to do some kicking coaching, some S-Ben snaps. And Paul Roos was like, hey, tell him we're going to go to Pilates and um, tell him to come along if he wants. And they said, we're going to go do some Pilates, plugger. He's like, Pilates? I don't fucking do Pilates. Not a chance. You know, if I can kick a thousand goals without doing Pilates, I don't need to do that fairy stuff. Everyone, all right, oh, no worries. And then the next day, they're like, you know, Gurgler's just sitting around up there for an hour while we do Pilates. <laughs> while we do Pilates. He's just watching horror films and making people swallow keys. What's happening? And then Ruse goes, tell him we're not doing Pilates. Don't mention Pilates again, but tell him we're going to go do some extreme stretching. Just change the name of it. So someone went out there and went like, hey, Plugger, we're going to go do some extreme stretching if you can. He's like, I'll show you blokes how to stretch. So he did Pilates the rest of the season thinking it was called extreme stretching. That's brilliant. Jeez, I was in danger of juicing balls there. (laughs) Pulled it out of the fire. That's a great story. I like it. The gurgler. Do you reckon when the gurgler plays footy in the northern (laughs) hemisphere, he kicks the opposite direction? (laughs) 
to Rugby League now, and Volandis floats the idea of sending the showpiece granny to Melbourne in his latest piece of tactical political manoeuvring. I like that one, Pistol. And the Donks remain unbeaten, with Brisbane notching up 50 against the Toothless Tigers. Balmain coach and senility poster boy Granddaddy Sheens quips post-game that he hopes they <laughs> beat the bye. Inspirational stuff, Sheensy. How good Sheensy? Sheensy! He's the worst. Weekend at Sheensy's. Absolutely not there. They are the worst yeah. team in sport. They're pretty bad. Sport. They're pretty bad. The worst. Yeah. It is disturbing how bad they yeah. are. Yeah. What is going on down there? <laughs> Sheensy's the man. Sheensy. <laughs> Shambles. He just sits on the sideline too in this big Do goofy he? hat. He looks every bit of his 73 on that oh, sideline. Doesn't he? They're a mess. Go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Good luck to you. I don't want to like talk about... Tiger. <laughs> you like a tiger. Shut up, you hacky bastard. Jamin Salmon reignites his feud. God, we've got to get an online feud going, Meso. He, he, re- he re- reignites his feud... With Sticky Ricky Stewart screaming, weak gutted dog, after scoring the final try in the Panthers' 52 point romp in the nation's capital. So, so he's the original weak gutted dog from last year. Unreal. Getting what his coach Ivan Cleary described as a karma try. Oh, God. Weak gutted dog. You know how every year, like Webster's or Cambridge or whatever, do like word of the year? Like yeah. it's, you know, yeah, lockdown yeah. or NFT or unprecedented. Gurgler. Gurgler. Could 2023 be weak gutted dog? Yeah, it sounds it's right. Become the most popular. It's a beautiful. It's a. It's one word. It's one word. Oh yeah, and you've got to say it like that. We got a dog. We got a dog. You got to say it like it's gurgled down the S bend. We got a dog. We got a dog. I know that kid very well. He's, he was a weak gutted dog as a kid, and he hasn't changed now. He's a weak gutted dog person now. To cricket. And former Zimbabwean test player Murray Goodwin cops a 16-week four months in the old money suspension for donking opposition keeper over the head he... with his cricket bat. <laughs> Fair move. Did you see this what footage? Great donks. It really was donks. You could see almost like it's you could almost hear his inner monologue being like, "What are you doing? Don't do this. What are you doing?" And he kind of pulls out and then thinks, "Fuck it, I'll just donk him a bit." Does just give him a quick donk just to check it. It actually out. wasn't a bad technique. He kind of rolls the wrist on the on the cut shot over. He his acts head. like it's nothing. He didn't mean it after it too. It's the best. Wow. Yeah, it's just a what? donk. It was just a little twitch. It's a donk. For anyone who didn't see it, he was caught and bowled by wait for it Tyson Italiano, the bowler for uh, I think the Colts <laughs> over in Bunbury. Yeah, his name's Tyson Italiano. Tyson Italiano. It sounds Jesus. like a failed script, like a name in a failed script. <laughs> I've got a I've got a spec script for uh, Creed Nine. He fights Tyson Italiano in the street. Yeah, and no, I haven't heard back it's yet. Like extra in fat pizza or something. <laughs> yeah, g'day, mate. I'll have a large cappuccino and uh, some garlic bread, and maybe throw in a Tyson Italiano. It's like a spicy Italian pizza with a bit of punch. Fat pizza, pizza, big in there, cheesy. The WPL final was last week and the Mumbai Indians defeat Meg Lanning's Delhi Capitals. Meg can take consolation from her success in the tournament. She was a leading run scorer. But more importantly than that, she's helped pave the way. The latest MOU with Cricket Australia will see female players receive a pay increase of around 66%. Nearly two thirds, mate. Wow. Yeah. So right. logistically, that, that means that the players at the top of the tree will earn up to about eight hundred grand a year, which is massive. Uh, but more importantly, Great. I think the lower end players will be on a base salary of one hundred and fifty grand. 
if they get a contract. So it's finally wow. getting professional, which can only mean they remain dominant, which is great. Awesome. Now, the IPL got underway this week, Mace, and it all kicked off with half-bird, all-twitch batting maestro and social infant Steve Smith's immeasurably awkward online reveal. <laughs> Did you see the clip of him? Ransom video. Oh, 100%. Ransom video. 100% hostage video. There's, there's 14 AK-47s pointed at his head <laughs> off camera. Namaste, India. I've got some exciting news for you. I'm joining IPL 2023. Yes, that's right. I'm joining an exceptional and passionate team in India. My captors are treating me well in the IPL. It's beheading waiting to happen. He should be holding up a copy of that day's newspaper so we know it's not an old footage. Where are the red lasers on his forehead? <laughs> Fucking hell. Blink twice if you're in danger, Steve. You know what? Just blink <laughs> once. Please. He looks like he's on a Zoom meeting where it's frozen but only on his eyes. <laughs> he looks like he's taking a huge hit of Amel or something. Like, he ain't right. He's like... <laughs> Namaste. He opens with Namaste. <laughs> Fucking hell. For anyone who hasn't seen this, you've got to go and look at this butt plug. It is wild. Like, how's, how would his motivational speeches be as a skipper? I know he's got the cricket brain, but oh my it's pure God. cricket brain. There's nothing going on in there. It's more awkward than when he sang. He's got the farmers watching his cow's yeah. eyes. Just staring out into the <laughs> abyss. It's the sort of stare that's normally only on someone who's killed a man with his own thumbs in combat. I've got PTSD from Bonkers. it. Bonkers. I've never been to Times Square to celebrate the new year And I've never seen Willie Nelson live If I never need to, that's alright Cause I've seen you with your hair down and your bare feet Dancing around the living room, spilling wine on your dress To tennis! And mate, I've got to fall on my sword here We've had plenty of feedback from the Maybe Dalians uh, wow, have we? I've stuffed up. Casper Rudd is not Casper Rudd. It's Casper Rude, for starters. So I didn't even get his name right last week. <laughs> he was our surprise fourth placer. We didn't know who he was or where he'd been. Yeah, he's made the French and US Open Grand Slam finals. Uh, he's a good player. So apologies and thanks for pointing it out everywhere. Thanks, tennis nerds. Casper Rude. And we'll be keeping an eye on Casper Rude because I've got a feeling he won't be in the top four for long. This week he lost in the third round of the Miami event. Bundled out by heavyweight giant killer Botik van der Danschlump. <laughs> Fair name. <laughs> That's not anything. You didn't it say sounds anything. Like, it sounds like something that Plugger had gurgle around the S pen. Botik van der Danschlump. <laughs> Shocking name. That's not anything. Casper <laughs> Rude, dude, remains world number four. Joey Jojo <laughs> Jr. Shabadoo. That's the worst name I ever heard. Oh, no. Hey, Joey Jojo! To weightlifting. That's right. <laughs> weightlifting. <laughs> Fuck me, dead. <laughs> I'm just juicing your balls. Oh, thank God he brought it up. Thank God he brought it up. I've been oh, waiting this God. whole time. We get the cricket and the footy. What about the weightlifting? To weightlifting. Uh, weightlifting now, Mace. And Avi, the silverback, Silverberg, head coach for Team Canada Powerlifting, entered last weekend's powerlifting tournament in Alberta after identifying as a female. Slight feeling he's taking the piss as he approached the stage fully bearded, wearing a regular men's singlet. He casually bench-pressed nearly 167 kilograms. Jesus. Just beating the current Alberta women's record by 45 kilos, Mace. 
<laughs> and now that current record is held by trans athlete Anne, not my fault, Andreas, who was seen watching Silverback Silverberg while volunteering at the event. So Silverback's got the shits. He's gone all bogeyman, basically, and gone, hey, hang on a minute. I haven't seen the scar on your gooch. I don't like this. So he's just gone, yeah, I identify as a woman. I'm going to power lift. I now hold the record. Cop that, not my fault, Andreas. Oh, I'm not listening to anything. I'm just hearing names. I'm hearing words. It's the best. Oh. It's the best. <laughs> that was weightlifting. <laughs> oh, jeez, his guts have dropped down all over the floor. Oh, this is tragic for the young fella. All right, well, that wasn't a major sport that we all know and love, but here is a major sport we all know and love. To quad ball, the Harry Potter-inspired, inverted commas, sport. Based on Quidditch. Sorry, I've been laughing a lot. I apologise if I've just been laughing, but I don't know. Quad ball. How could you not? This week sees the national quad quad ball. (laughs) This week sees the national competition of quad ball ramp up on the Sunshine Coast. So apparently this is a sport now, Mace. Actually, it has been for years. What are your thoughts on quad ball? Unbelievable. The f- I haven't seen any footage yet, but the shots of those guys running around holding the stick between their legs like they're flying. <laughs> it's a middle ground between actual sport and, like, is it cosplay? What's the shit where they go out and pretend yes, to be... Cos- no, that's sexual, is like, it, cosplay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah what's the medieval one? <laughs> what is that called? Yeah, those fantasy-type things. Sonny's Musings Brain Dome Activity How do you Google for something when you're trying to find out what that something is? You know what I mean? You need like a Shazam for your mind. LARP. It's called LARP. LARP? Yeah. Live action role playing. Yeah, so it's it's a cross between real sport and LARP. Nerd! Mate, there's World Cups and everything for quad ball. The Aussies won it back in 2016, upsetting the Seppos. <laughs> That's it. Oh, look, I'm a big fan of this. I think this is brilliant. I love this stuff. I love I it. I love it. Nerds are the new cool people oh, anyway sure. in life, and... The more people who can play any sort of sport, the better. So get stuck into it. Up I do there. feel, however, maybe there'll be a bit of a transgender silverback manoeuvre here where someone will come on and dominate quad ball and they'll be like, hang on, you're not a yeah. nerd. You never read. He doesn't have a pocket protector. <laughs> like Buddy Franklin in quad ball. Just like, hang on. Now, you know who'll be in it? Amanda <laughs> Reed, the Paralympian who keeps switching things up. Oh, she screams quad ball, doesn't she? Cerebral palsy, blind. Love it. Hey, what do you reckon the quad ball team, Australian quad ball name is? I know it. Oh. It'd have to be the opposite of the baseball, wouldn't it? They're not doing anything sexual. The quad ball (laughs) virgins? What what is it? The band camp? Yeah, quad ball band camp. Quad ball blue balls? (laughs) Quad ball frigids. The quad ball frigid blue balls here. Nah, you know what it is? It's the Aussie Drop Bears. Oh, my God. Give it some time. Could be worse. Give it some Could time. Could be worse. Could be, Could worse. be a jack jumper. They're juicing <laughs> the balls, but that's all right. They're juicing the quad balls. I wouldn't camp there for you. There's Drop Bears. 
tropes. Uh, yeah. Like a like a yeah. bigger, meaner uh, koala bear. Koala yeah. Bear. Then they drop from the tree. Yeah. And then grab your head by the head. We'll have to keep an eye on the um, drop bears, though, as the season goes on. Oh, it'd be impossible <laughs> not to. It'd be impossible not to. They're everywhere all at once. If we're not watching quad ball, we're watching weightlifting. And you know what else I've been watching? Extreme marathons. <laughs> have you seen anything on the Barkley Marathon and Melissa Robertson's efforts? I've watched the documentary on the Barkley Marathon. Have you really? One of the great documentaries. Yep. And you know what that documentary is called? It's called The Race That Eats Its Young. It is incredible. I don't know how they do it, these fellas. This is a race that is insane. It's in the US, obviously, in some remote, rugged area of eastern Tennessee. It's the toughest in the world. There's a New South Wales woman by the name of... Amanda Reid. Amanda Reid entered this (laughs) with a cane for those steep hills. Well done. Oh, you got the sunnies on for the glare? No, no. It's the blindness from the cerebral palsy from the an old speed skating incident. Oh, Reedy. Give someone else a go. No, Melissa Robertson, the fourth uh, woman ever to be invited to compete. You've got to be invited. And her quote is, I think the race director may actually be sadistic and just trying to kill people. So every year, 40 people from all over the world, only 40 are invited into Frozen Head Steak Park. Jeez, fair name, Frozen Head, fair name. to attempt the ultra marathon. Terrifying. It's disorganised by design, basically, to make it, it. It's weird. This thing. It's really weird. So competitors navigate the rugged terrain during the day, and using just a map compass and then cryptic clues placed in books along the course. So you have to find these books, and to prove that you've been there, you get a little number, and you've got to put your tag on it, basically. So she was bib number three. So she had to rip out the third page of the book to prove that she'd been there. So weird. But wow. no details known about it. She found out after watching that doco. You know how they start the race, mate? This is just so yeah. bizarre. So good. Gary Lazarus Lake Cantrell, that's his genuine nickname. He's the co-founder, Gary Lazarus Lake Cantrell. Yep. And the competition starts when he lights a cigarette. So good. What? So cool. Sometimes no one manages to finish. I think three finished this one this week. Basically, you're covering the elevation of Mount Everest on each lap, and you've got 12 hours to complete a lap. It is incredible. I think it goes to the last man standing. She only found out three weeks before it started that she was invited because someone else had dropped out. No, it doesn't. You have to finish it. You have to finish it. I know there's a, there's a limit. Well, Melissa Robertson only made – she did one lap and then was like, I'm just happy to get out of here alive. How much do you reckon it costs? You reckon she might have got her money's worth? How much do you reckon it costs to enter the Barkley Marathon? A couple of grand, maybe? It costs you $1.60. <laughs> Can't get a as fucking minimum soon, chips you for know that. What? As soon as I said it, I remembered that it's lit, it starts with a bloke's lighting a cigarette, and I went, "Oh, I've made a big, big mistake." Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? You shouldn't have to pay over the odds if it's that brutal. It's like, yeah, awesome, paying for the privilege. Cheers. Yeah, true, true. When I was working, I spent, baby. And mate, that's all the sport for this week because we're going to hold our major sporting story, the F1, until later in the week and hopefully do an entire special on that. So, mate, we're going to leave on that marathon extravaganza there. We've covered a lot of sport and uh, even when we don't do a major sporting headline, we've still somehow managed to push the hour mark. (laughs) Hey, what have we learned? 
What have we learned? What have we learned? What have we learned? What have we learned? What have we learned? What have we learned? What have we learned? What have we learned? What have we learned? What have we learned? What have we learned? What have we learned? What have we learned? We've learned that Peter Bowles is going to win gold in Paris, as we've already gone over. Ooh, I like that. It's happening. It's happening. The Oracle has spoken, my friend. What do you What do you learn, Sonny? I learned that. Casper Dad Rudd is actually Casper Dude Rude, my bad. Um, extreme marathons are psychotic Blair Witch shit. Goalkeepers have no chance in penalties anymore, and the gurgler has shed a few kegs. And how's your gooch going, Sonny, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, my God. You're going to be up all night with that. Hey, Mum, what's this scar? <laughs> oh, that's where your vagina used to be. Okay, night. You just had no more questions? <laughs> Fucking weirdo, man. Such a weirdo. I love it. Uh, plug it in. Oh, yeah, plug our socials. Plug Twitter and Instagram, maybe underscore, underscore daily. That's maybe underscore, underscore daily. Follow and like our shit and also rate, rate our Spotify page, please. Yes, that is it for us. Make sure you get on those socials so that we can start a Twitter feud. That's what we really need is a Twitter feud to keep going over Easter. Happy, Happy Easter. Easter to all the maybe daily sisterhood. Or brotherhood out there. Enjoy the eggs. Enjoy the stool gift, the masters. Enjoy time with your family. And good luck enduring the company of those you only see twice a year, i.e. your family. You've got a good stretch between now and Christmas, sports fans. You can do it. Eat chocolate and avoid granddad. All right, that's all from us. I love you, Mace. Stay mint. I love you, Sonny. Stay mint. Yes. about these things like mood shirts a while back well, I haven't seen any development on but they're basically like due to your pheromones and the, the blood content whatever it fucking is in your body the colour of the shirt would change depending on your mood fluctuation can you imagine that? so it's ridiculous nah, it, it, that's it well like so if it's brown you've got the shits it's like oh it turned red to show he's angry I don't think it's a great <laughs> idea though because it's like Oh, yeah, you know, you're talking to your partner and it goes green. It's like, I know you're lying, dude. It's gone to the lying colour. No, no, I do want to go to your family's Easter. No, no, your uncle's hilarious. Doesn't creep me out at all. Green as. <laughs> like the sound of the shirt. Why does your shirt keep turning a vibrant purple every time you're horny on the bus to work? Ah, he's got the horn. Get away from him. <laughs> Let's get some mood shirts. It's oh, fucking great. It is kind of weird that the best ump on the planet can't get a gig, potentially, because they can't bounce the footy well enough. Don't they wear green shirts? So they've been lying their whole time on and the field. Green would be envy, wouldn't it? It's like, God, wish I was playing. Green would be envy. Yellow's cowardice. Red would be lot. Red would be Red's anger. anger. Brown is terrified. <laughs> Check me undies. Purple's horny. I think vibrating lavender. Uh He's got the purple-headed warrior going. We're in trouble. Darren, why is your T-shirt purple watching a documentary on the Holocaust? What's going on? Yeah, that's weird, dude. Switch it over to men's doubles tennis. Jesus, that's a shade of purple I've never even seen. Something you want to talk about? Mate, mood shirts, they're coming. They're coming. You wait.
said rowing off. 